and welcome to the Nutrition by Samantha podcast. I'm your host, Samantha, nutritionist who is on a mission to cut through the nutrition confusion and help you become the healthiest version of you. In this podcast, you'll find expert advice on all things binge and emotional eating, sustainable fat loss, sports nutrition, and all things in between. I hope you leave each episode inspired and empowered to make smarter eating choices. Now, let's get into the episode. Good afternoon, good morning, how are you? Welcome back to another episode. In this episode, I'm going to be talking about the five signs that will tell me that you need some improvements in your diet and how to improve them as well. Specific recommendations I would give if you were suffering with any of these. So that is what today's episode is about. But as you might have known from last week, I had a very good friend from Japan down staying with me for about three days. She was here. I picked her up Tuesday night and then dropped her off in the city uh, Friday night. So we had such a good three days together. And like I mentioned in the last episode, there was so much food, <gasps> so much food. And because she was from Japan, she hadn't been to Australia in a very long time. She wanted to have all the traditional, oh my God, traditional Australian food. God, spare me. It's hardly traditional. <laughs> I'm talking about like lamingtons, Anzac biscuits, Vegemite, <laughs> our traditional Australian food. <laughs> so nice. Anyway, so she was, we had so much of that sort of stuff because she wanted to try it all and have it all as well. Um, she did not like Vegemite though. She's not Australian. <laughs> um Anyway, so yeah, we had lots of meals out where we could. Me and my husband tried to make decent choices. So she's a Japanese, like obviously she come from Japan. She is a bloody tiny, 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 like half the size of me. And my goodness, the amount that she can eat, I was very impressed. <laughs> I was like goals. But anyway, um, like when we were going out for meals, like for the first night, we went to a restaurant called Docu's in Torquay. Um, if you haven't been, it's a really nice restaurant on the Esplanade. You can see the water. They've got really fancy cocktails. One time I went and got a cocktail and it came in a bathtub and it had a rubber ducky in it. So it was like this little, probably the size of your palm size uh, bathtub and it was filled up with a cocktail and had a rubber duck and it was just the most fun thing ever. Anyway, they have really cool fun cocktails like that. And then the meals are really nice as well. Um, There I got a pasta with, uh, it was like a squid ink pasta with seafood it was delicious and then the next day we went uh what did we do on Thursday oh my god we went for a hike and then for dinner we went to a restaurant called Sour West in Torquay and I got this like pokey bowl from there it had like salmon rice avo vegetables kewpie mayo that sort of thing it was delicious and I felt really good afterwards eating that because it was a healthy meal um and yeah it just sat really well so I really felt good eating that Friday uh, I took her to my parents house and if you are European listening to this you know that mums put on a spread right they bring out all the food because that's just what they do. And I love my mum and <laughs> she put out a lot of food and she did not disappoint. But one food in particular, which is a Maltese food, pastizzi. If you haven't had pastizzi, amazing. Um, every time I see mum, 
I get her to get me a pack of pastitsi. Not every time. That would be like ridiculous. Maybe every few times get her a pack, get me a pack of pastitsi because they're so much cheaper where she lives compared to where I live, where there's only like one store I can get them from and they charge buckets loads. So my mum gets it for me and then she, I don't have to pay for it then. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I wanted my friend to try pastitsi and she really liked it as well. It's like a pastry with ricotta inside, but now you can get so many different fillings, which is awesome. And then we went to the footy and watched Carlton versus Brisbane Lions. And um, she loved watching the game. I was teaching her the rules. It was mostly my husband teaching her the rules, but we were teaching her the rules and everything. And she was so into it. And uh, we taught her how whenever there's a tackle, you yell out, go, no, you yell out, ball. <laughs> and she was doing that. It was so, <laughs> so cute. <laughs> um, and then for dinner that night, we went to a pub at Docklands called Urban Alley. Oh my God, I forgot it for a second. And there I got a margarita pizza because I had, I went there with the best of intentions. I'm like, I'm going to get something healthy because I just need to, but it was freezing. Like the amount of layers I had on, I had thermals on underneath my jeans. I had thermals on like my top as well. And then a Carlton jumper and then a big windbreaker, like puffy down jacket on top of that. Like I was freezing and I had a beanie on too. So I was like, there's no way I can eat a salad and sit here shivering while eating my salad. It was that cold that night. Oh my goodness. Uh, Anyway, and then I had some wine. So pretty much the whole week I drank wine, uh, which was fine, but she drank beer and oh my goodness, can she drink? She had so many beers. I just could not believe it. Uh, But yes, it was so much fun. And one thing I did not do is weigh myself. I did not weigh myself. I did not get up the Sunday, Saturday morning after we dropped her off and go and weigh myself because I knew that scale would do me dirty. And I knew if I just go back to my regular eating habits and just keep on being consistent that my weight would go back to my normal weight. Whether I did gain weight or not, it could have been just good to know. So I could have told you now that I think about it. But at the time, I'm like, I'm not going to weigh myself. I've just eaten out for every single meal for the past three days I am not going to go weigh myself, but yeah, maybe I should have, so I could let you know. Um, but yeah, I just waited. Uh, and then I think yesterday morning I weighed myself. So that was Tuesday morning. And I think I was probably 500 grams heavier than the week prior. Not a big deal. Not that you can tell or that I really care too much. But yeah, I'm sure it's just, you know, all that extra food I have had over the week, a bit more extra alcohol, it all adds up. Like when you're having more carbohydrates and more salty food, you're going to be holding on to more water. So you need to think about that when you weigh yourself. You know, there's so many different things that play a factor in your weight. So you can't just be like, oh my God, I've gained weight and not actually think about the bigger picture because there are so many things that go into it. So yes, that was my week. Now for my food recommendation for the week, it is a not recommendation. Shit, I do not recommend. And I don't know what's wrong with my Facebook algorithm, but it is sending me ads for weight loss diets. And I'm just like, what the actual crap? Like you have seriously gotten your 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 marketing wrong to somehow for it to end up on my Facebook feed. But I am going to play the ad for you because I screen recorded it because I wanted to talk to you about it so that you don't do this because you are smarter than that. All right, here it is. If you ever wonder what it's like to be on a three-day swing down, 
the hell right so i'm gonna read back to you what we've got in this plan and then what my thoughts are on it because i'm sure you already know my thoughts but i'm gonna tell you anyway because that's why you're listening to me so for breakfast we've got the shake and lunch we've got a shake too now i looked up these shakes they're like 100 calories each okay you and me both know that 100 calories for breakfast and for lunch isn't going to cut it at all it's not going to keep you full it's not going to keep you satisfied for our snacks, we've got uh, almonds covered in chocolate, uh, like chocolate dipped almonds, they're called. And then the Kellogg's K-Time Baked Twists, like the strawberry and yogurt one they've specifically got on this, and a cup of berries. Okay, so they're probably not <laughs> the best options, okay? We're already going pretty low protein here. And then we've got for dinner Mongolian beef. In the picture she shows, there are no vegetables. And then a Mars bar ice cream for for dessert now in this we've got one serve of fruit the cup of berries uh we have no vegetables in this plan no vegetables what the actual crap i looked up this brand and then one of them is a nutrition coach i'm like girl you should know better than this but yes uh no vegetables in this 30 day slim down program crazy right uh and the snacks we're having, you know, the dipped almonds, the K-Time, and then the Mars bar, all highly processed. Maybe not so much the almonds, but the Kellogg's Twist Bar and then the Mars Bar ice cream are, are both pretty highly processed things. Now, I wouldn't be too phased about the Mars Bar ice cream for dessert if the rest of the diet was looking good. But the rest of the diet is shit, right? So, do I think that you should have the Mars Bar ice cream? No, I think you should probably use that to maybe make a nutritious smoothie or something for dessert or have another piece of fruit for dessert because the rest of your diet is not is not adequate at all. So now I'm going to tell you how I would recommend you change this diet, basically not follow it at all, and what I would recommend instead. So instead of the breakfast of a slim shake, maybe have that scoop in a smoothie with banana, berries, yogurt, make it a bulk it up a bit more, get some more protein, some more carbs, some more nutrients in this shake for a snack we've got almonds with chocolate they're probably okay to have as like a treat i wouldn't really mind having those i mean i personally wouldn't eat them because i don't like nuts but uh yeah i just yeah i suppose i would probably recommend them to clients i would have to look into the calories of them but i'm sure they would be okay the next we've got a lunch we've got another slim shake now this slim shake again i would just get rid of it and instead, I would make sure that my lunch has some protein, some carbs, and some vegetables in it. So whether that is a chicken with salad in a wrap, or a salad, add some like potato or quinoa or something for carbs as well, and add some chicken for your protein or tuna for your protein. Cup of berries is great for a snack and some fruit. I would probably add something else to that, like maybe a Greek yogurt. The Kellogg's K-Time Twists, I would just get rid of altogether. They are not good for you. I just quickly looked them up and they're about 120 calories and one gram of protein. You can get so much better for the exact same calories and uh, more protein and more nutritious as well. Like these are very highly processed bars. So I would change that to a Carmen's fruit bar. 
Uh, not a Carmen's fruit bar. A Carmen's protein bar, sorry. Dinner. Yes, Mongolian beef is fine with rice, which is in the picture. But I would cut down the amount of rice that's in that photo and I would put in vegetables. Because everyone knows you need to eat your flipping vegetables. Honestly, I'm so shake, like shook by this uh, this diet. And it, it actually pissed me off when I saw it because I was just like, is this stuff seriously still selling? Are people still buying this stuff? Like, what the hell? Anyway, dessert, like I said, nothing wrong with the Mars bar ice cream. It's actually a low calorie dessert. Uh, but if your the rest of your diet is pretty nutritious, having a Mars bar ice cream isn't going to isn't going to, you know, be terrible, right? But because the rest of the diet that she's talking about is not the best, I would recommend having something a bit more nutritious for dessert. Okay, and then after that, you go into some other program that is apparently sustainable, but you still have your shakes, but whatever. So that is what my recommendations are for the week. My recommendation is to not follow a diet like that. All right, so going into the five signs that show me that your diet is not well balanced and how to fix that. Number one, altered bowel motions. Are you constipated, got the runs, you know, diarrhea or cramping after eating? So depending on which specific one of those are is different recommendations. If you are constipated, I would assume you are either not getting enough fiber into your diet or you are having a really highly processed or a really high, high protein diet. Now, of course, I always recommend having protein, but there are some instances where people take it way too far and have way too much protein in their diet and then they can't shit. (laughs) So I would recommend to make sure we are still getting enough fiber in our diet. Make sure, you know, we've got that balanced plate because fiber is really good for our gut health. It helps to get things moving. Okay. Now with fiber, there are three different types of fiber. We've got soluble, insoluble, and resistant starch. Okay. So soluble fiber, this type of fiber dissolves in water and it forms like a gel-like consistency or material, I guess. And it helps to lower blood blood cholesterol and our glucose levels as well. And it's found in foods like oats, peas, beans, apples, citrus fruits, carrots, barley, psyllium husk, that sort of thing. Then we have insoluble fiber. And this type of fiber promotes the movement of material through the digestive system. So it increases the stool bulk and helps it move through the digestive system so we can go to the toilet. Um, So it can be of benefit to those who struggle with constipation or irregular stools. Uh, This is found in like whole wheat flour, wheat bran, nuts, beans, vegetables, cauliflower, green beans, potatoes. These are all good sources of insoluble fiber. And then we have resistant starch. So this is a dietary starch that resists digestion in the small intestine. So... Usually most starch, when we eat, it's quickly um, digested in the gut, whereas the resistant starch isn't digested. It just passes through. So we can get resistant starch in foods like green bananas, green banana powder in particular, uh, when we cook and then cool things like potatoes, pasta and rice that all turns into resistant starch once it's been cooked and then cooled it then lowers the amount of calories in the food as well when it has been cooked and cooled cooled which is very very interesting uh so you get there's some really good fiber options for you if you are struggling with constipation if you're suffering with diarrhea this is just so many so many different things that can be causing this 
Uh, and sometimes it's not in particular the food that we're eating that's causing diarrhea. So, but I'm, I'm obviously going to go through food because that's what you're here to listen about. If we're having too much caffeine, I am sure, I am sure you have had too much caffeine once upon a time and ended up running to the toilet because you're about to shit yourself. Don't lie. <laughs> I know I certainly have. There's been so many times I've been on a consultation where I've had a coffee right before and then I'm on the consult and I'm just like, oh my God, I need to go to the toilet right now, like right this second. <laughs> and I'm just squirming in my seat thinking, holy shit, am I going to shit myself on this call? <laughs> oh, anyway, another thing that could be causing diarrhea is lots of spicy foods or fried and fatty foods. If we have any intolerances to food, that can be causing diarrhea. So that's when I would go through the low FODMAP diet uh, to help identify what is causing this reaction. And some medications can also cause diarrhea. Also dairy. So if you have some sort of lactose or dairy intolerance, that's super common in causing uh, the runs. So lots of things can be causing your diarrhea. Another one is cramping. So if you are getting cramping after a meal, this could sign that your meals are too big. It could be a sign that there is a particular food that your stomach is not agreeing with. Cramping is a bit of, bit of a hard one, but most of the time it's because we're eating too big meals. Um, yeah. Hey, this is a super quick interruption to tell you about my new program, The NBS Method. After working one-on-one -on -one with over 400 people on their weight loss journey, I have developed my own unique formula and method to help clients get from restriction, binge and emotional eating, self-sabotaging behavior, and having no idea what actually works for weight loss to feeling in control, confident, knowing how to deal with their triggers, becoming a more mindful eater, knowing how to eat for fat loss, and finally seeing the weight loss results that they're after. This five-month nutrition coaching program will show you how to lose weight in a sustainable way, stop overeating, reduce binge and emotional eating, and finally feeling in control over your eating rather than food having control over you. Within the first few weeks, you'll start to feel lighter, healthier, more confident, and energized. You'll be in control over how much you're eating, you'll understand your triggers for emotional and binge eating, and you know you've learned the necessary steps to maintain your new healthy lifestyle. I'm so confident that you will gain so much value out of this program. And by the end of the five months, you will know exactly what you need to do moving forward to continue to see the results you're after or maintain your weight loss results. If this is exactly what you need right now, head to the link in the show notes to book your no obligation phone call to see if it's the right fit for you. Okay, let's get back into the episode. The next sign that would tell me that your diet is not very well balanced is if you are always bloated after a meal. So it's important to know the difference between bloating and just your stomach expanding because I often hear people say, oh, I'm so bloated after a meal, but it's just their stomach that is expanded because they put food food in their stomach. Remember, you, your stomach is going to move when it, you're really hungry. You might have a really like flat stomach, almost feels like you're yeah, your stomach's empty. That's because there's no food in it. Once you put food in it, it's going to expand and you're going to notice that in the mirror. And that is different to bloating. With bloating, your stomach is going to feel really hard, sometimes painful. Um, that, and that's the difference. So if you are really bloated after a meal, it could be also that your meal has been too big. It could be because 
of an imbalance in the meal. So if you are having too much fiber, that can cause bloating. If you're having too much carbohydrates, that could cause bloating as well. You could also be because you've had lots of fizzy drinks or like soda waters, so things that are bubbly, that can cause yourself to bloat as well. So what I would recommend you do is when you have a meal, next time look at the portion sizes you're putting on your plate and look at how well balanced it is. I say this often, but if you are not a calorie counting type of person, that is all good. Honestly, it's not something often I tell my clients to do anyway, but Look at your plate. How can we portion this right? Can we have a quarter protein, a quarter carbs, and about half a plate of vegetables? Because if you can, that will be a really good, well-balanced meal, especially for fat loss. Number three, have you got any nutrient deficiencies? So if you have nutrient deficiencies, they can only be addressed through diet and supplementation. So if you've got nutrient deficiencies, it usually means that your diet is inadequate. Okay. Now there's obviously some reasons why it will be inadequate. For example, if you're a vegetarian or vegan, you probably will be low in iron. I do have a vegetarian client who maintains her iron levels because we've been, you know, working on this through her diet. She never really had iron deficiency in the first place though, which is awesome. Uh, but a lot of the time, if you're vegetarian and vegan, you most likely will develop iron deficiency if your diet isn't properly balanced right. And it is a lot harder when you're not eating any sort of red meat. Now, I don't eat red meat. I occasionally have kangaroo, but not often enough. And I really struggle with maintaining optimal iron levels. So it is something where I've got that gap in my diet that needs to be addressed. And so I supplement because I can't reach my uh, I can't, I cannot maintain adequate iron stores with my diet. So I need to supplement. This is the same with vitamin D. If your lifestyle doesn't provide you with the opportunity to get in the sun enough, it means that you need to supplement because you cannot get enough vitamin D in with your lifestyle. And that is so important to maintain. So I'd always recommend you to get your vitamins and minerals checked once a year just to make sure we're still on top of everything and our nutrients are all in tip-top shape. Because if not, it can be hard to maintain a healthy lifestyle. And you will notice eventually some sort of things coming up, like some symptoms coming up from your nutrient deficiencies. Iron, vitamin B12 and vitamin D are probably the most common deficiencies I would see. So if you were one of these people with these deficiencies, what I would recommend you do is first supplement. Okay, so obviously disclaimer, you've got to go and ask your doctor before every before everything. Don't just take my advice. I'm a nutritionist, but probably not your nutritionist. So always get checked by a doctor before taking any supplements. But if you are iron deficient, uh, what I would recommend you do with your diet as well as taking your supplements is to make sure we're getting enough red meat in because it's going to be the easiest way to maintain good iron levels. You can do it through other foods, but if you are already in that deficiency state, it's obviously going to be hard for you to maintain good iron levels once you get off supplements. So you need to start looking at your diet and how you can maintain good levels. So with red meat, I'd recommend at least twice a week if you are iron deficient. And I'd recommend you pick a source of red meat that is very lean. Okay, so an example of why I would say this is why I would say a lean one is because it's been married many times. I would get clients that are iron deficient and have high cholesterol. Now, when you're iron deficient, 
you are most likely going to lean towards more red meat. And I have seen quite often people that are iron deficient start consuming more red meat, but then they're getting the fatty sources of meat and then they end up with high cholesterol because they're trying to address their iron deficiency. And similar um, with like the opposite way where I have clients that are iron deficient and have high cholesterol already, and we're trying to balance that, that out and get those iron levels up, but also not contribute to high cholesterol and help getting that cholesterol down too. So with that, I would always recommend kangaroo because kangaroo is so lean. It is no fat in there, no cholesterol, no saturated fat, which is great And then you can still get a really high amount of iron in because kangaroo is so high in iron compared to beef. So you can still have beef, but I would just recommend really focusing on getting the leanest cut of beef if you prefer that. Obviously, there's other foods uh, that are not red meat based that you can get your iron through. Vitamin D, definitely supplement. You need to supplement because obviously, you know, it's hard with, like I get it, with work. If you're working indoors all day, every day, how on earth are you going to get enough vitamin D? Especially if you're living in Victoria where I am. You know, it's very hard to get a day where it's just nice weather in general, let alone get your sun in the skin. So definitely supplement to make sure you're maintaining these levels. Otherwise, like I said, I think it was the last episode I said it. I used to go sit out in the sun on my lunch breaks when I worked in an office and just get the sun on my skin to help boost my vitamin D levels because... I just, they were low and I couldn't maintain that if I just didn't go outside at all. So another sign, the fourth sign that would tell me that your diet is not balanced is if you are always tired. Okay. You could be eating the right amount of calories, but you could still be tired. So this could be for many reasons, but the main one would be because of the quality of your diet. So if you're eating lots of highly processed foods, it's not going to provide you with the right amount of energy you need to maintain a, um, a healthy lifestyle. So if you are always tired, going back to the previous point, it could be because of an iron deficiency, which would lead to like showing that you have an inadequacy in your diet. Something I didn't mention before is also the quality of your gut health. So if your gut health is impacted, you have celiac disease or anything like that, that can impact how many, how much your nutrients are absorbed too. So that is something like a disclaimer I should have mentioned earlier, but yeah, sometimes it is because there's something going on with your gut and not because you're not getting enough in through your food. It's just about your gut not absorbing it right because our nutrients are, dis- are absorbed through our small intestine. But yeah, so with your diet, um, to make sure we're not always tired, I would look at the balance of nutrients in your diet. So are we getting enough fruit in, number one? Because I find people feel so good after eating a piece of fruit and not many people remember to eat it. So I always recommend have a piece with your breakfast and a piece with one of your snacks. Are you getting enough vegetables into your diet? Are you getting enough protein and enough carbohydrates in particular? I know if I don't have carbohydrates in my diet, I would be feeling terrible. (laughs) Um, So yes, make sure that your diet is well balanced and has lots of different nutrients in different types of proteins like salmon, red meat, chicken, get different types of protein, even plant proteins if you are fond of those. And also to make sure you are getting enough calories in. 
So if you are eating at your maintenance calories and you're still tired, it looks like there's something going on with your diet. Obviously, there are other reasons why you could be tired, but we're talking about diet here. Uh, if you're in a calorie deficit, you might feel a little bit tired, but usually this can be counterbalanced by the quality of your diet. Number five, you're always hungry, but you're eating enough food. So when I say you're eating enough food, you're eating enough calorie wise, but you're still hungry. So on the weekend, I think it was two weekends ago, my husband said to me, he goes, oh, why am I still hungry? I've eaten more than enough calories, but I'm still hungry. And I'm saying it's not just about the calories. It is about, you know, the macronutrients and the quality of your diet too. Are you getting enough of a variety of nutrients in? Because if you're hitting your calories, but you're eating Alan's lollies, obviously you can still be hungry because there's no nutrients in that, right? Uh, so with that, look at where how we can make your meals bigger for the same amount of calories. And this can be very easy to, to do. Uh, you can always bulk up the meal with as much vegetables as you can uh, and make sure the portion of the, of the carbs and the protein are sufficient for you and not too big as well. Also, if you are eating enough food, have a look at how frequently you're eating. So if you're having just breakfast, lunch and dinner, but you're starving throughout the day in between your meals, I would make your meals a bit smaller and then add some snacks in between. Just to have that sustained energy throughout the day and keep your stomach feeling topped up and less hungry. I'd also look at the amount of protein you're having per day. So if you aren't getting enough protein in, this can lead to you being really hungry because protein is very satiating. It keeps us fuller for longer. I know when I have a low protein meal, it can lead to hunger. Uh, and when I have more protein in my meals, even though I hate eating protein type foods because I just don't like those foods as much, I notice I feel a lot better and a bit more fuller when I do eat them. So make sure you are getting adequate protein. So what does adequate protein look like? Everyone is different depending on their goals. Uh, in general, go by 0.8 grams per kilo of body weight to up to 1.5 kilos, um, sorry, grams per kilo of body weight for someone that is in a weight loss phase. If you're trying to build muscle or gain weight, I would bump it up from one point between 1.5 to 2.2 grams per kilo of body weight. Okay. Uh, okay. I think they're my five main signs that your diet is not well balanced that have nothing to do with weight loss. Okay. So if you have any questions on these, please let me know if you have any interest in working with me, I would love to help you on your journey and achieve your goals. So please reach out to me. Uh, I really hope you enjoyed this episode and I look forward to chatting to you next week. Bye.